This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. And dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to get to this thing called the regular season. Electric word season, it feels like forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm, I'm here to tell you there's something else. The postseason. A world of never-ending disappointment. You can always see the losses, day or night. So when you call up that coach in Harrison, New Jersey, you know the one, Mr. Everything will be all right. Instead of asking him how much of your season is left, ask him how much of your mind, baby. Because in this life, things are much harder than in the postseason. In this season, you're on your own. And if the elevator tries to bring you down, go crazy. Punch a high floor. And this is episode 180. Let's go crazy. Ooh. Uh, Rest in peace. For some reason, I thought that was Dusty Rhodes, but I, now I get it. That's what I'm talking like this, baby. This is Dusty Rhodes, my friend. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought it was Dusty Rhodes. But. <laughs> I feel like Kiss could be all about Red Bulls right now, you know. Don't have to be beautiful to turn me on. Don't have to be rich to be my team. <laughs> it's true. All I want for you is win. And this is why I don't make the musical references because I can't think that quickly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, yeah, how about this regular season start, huh? Hooray! Yay! Red Bulls went into Colorado in a. Not actually a must-win game, but one that probably should have been considered one, and lost two to one. But on the bright side, they at least scored on the one on the road and two scored in a game that wasn't a win. So there's two positives kind of take away from that. Now, um, all we all, all we need is uh, Ronald Zubar to score at least ten more goals on the season, then I'll start being a bit more confident. Well, <laughs> um, so let's just get right into this one with our likes and dislikes. Truman, since you were gone last week, mm-hmm. well, you go first. What did you dislike about this one? I disliked that this game was played, period. Mm. I think it was a complete joke that they allowed fans to travel to Dick's Sporting Goods, which, mind you, is not in the heart of Denver, okay? This is not in a city where you can just plow the roads easily and there's public transportation to take you know, the train to this place. Pat knows all about where this place is. Yep. Uh, he's there in the snow, too, coincidentally. <laughs> right. I was in a worse snowstorm, but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, what, I don't care about the play on the field, which was god-awful with players falling all over the place. I think it's worse that you're risking lives uh, of the fans, of the people who work there, of everybody else associated with this game. When I'm sorry, you could have easily called this off and rescheduled the game. The season is nice and long. You could have squeezed it in somewhere. They could have played it the next day. Yeah, they could have. Um, 
I just think it's absolutely terrible. You know, I, I want to bitch about the actual game more, but I really can't. I can't bitch about a game that should not have happened. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll kind of double down on that. This, like, um, you know, especially since you know I kept hearing the weather reports, and I was like, all right, they're not going to play this game. So, I mean, I made plans with friends and didn't even watch the game live. I watched it, you know, you know, on on DVR today. Actually, it was the first chance I had a chance to watch it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. It, it just was. And it wasn't a good game. It was, you know, it was terrible soccer. There was really no purpose uh, in playing it. Um, you know, it was, like Truman said, it, it was something that could easily schedule. It's not like the World Cup qualifier a couple of years ago when there really wasn't any uh, other time to reschedule it. Um, so, um, yeah, they, they shouldn't have played the game. Not that I think that good weather would have affected the result otherwise, but, um, you know, it, it was it was kind of pointless. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this game. Just I want to talk about scumbag number one, Jermaine Jones, who of course scored on his first, <laughs> and of course didn't get a single card for any of the tackles that could have been carded. I can we go off on that too, Jay? Can can we go off on that? Not not only was it a badly a bad environment. Did the ref was the referee there? Was that snow blinding him as well as the players? Because there were guys on each side pushing opponents down. Pushing them down and no calls being made until I think was it Grella? Uh, was it Grella who finally shoved somebody down and got carded for it yeah. after after getting kicked out at? By the way, yes, it, it was, was it unbelievable. Like, it wasn't like Grella just got up and was like "fuck you" and pushed the guy. It's like, right. hey, you're gonna fucking kick me and Russ not doing anything, so fuck you. I'm gonna push you off, push your ass down to the ground. A ball was about to roll out of bounds, and one of the Red Bull players got shoved down. Nothing happened. No whistle. Nothing. The ref didn't even come come over and say anything to anybody. Yeah. I have a feeling like nobody saw what the fuck was going on in this game with that weather. I really, I think, no one saw the that Jermaine Jones even there. I don't think they even saw the ball coming towards the net. I don't think anyone saw anything. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Now I'm getting riled up again. I just got over. I'm trying to recover from Prince passing away. <laughs> now, now we got to talk about this dumb game again. Uh, Honestly, I forgot about a lot of the bad referee calls until you brought it up. Like it was really bad. I I kind of blocked this game out. Honestly, like it was I was just that not disinterested, but I was like I, I'm done. Like, uh, after, I'm, after watching it, like I'm done. I just don't care. I don't want to remember this game. I'm so used to non calls; they just don't bother me as much as they do you. Like I'm just like, yeah, well, that probably should have been something, but meh, whatever. Problem is, it's one thing if it's one non call, but then it's like. You're gonna non call everything and then as soon as like just when you decide to just call something, all of a sudden it's gonna be an issue. Yeah, that yeah. that that was the pro- and that was the problem, really. Well, you know, there's build up sometimes, they let a few go and then they call one. I don't know. I mean yeah. I, I watched it. I watched it go for like seventy five minutes before girls. It's the fucking referees. For God's sakes, it's the fucking referees. They suck everywhere. They suck at every fucking country. I mean I, I watch English Premier League where guys like practically murder people and they don't get caught. I mean, it, it's just, I, I'm over the referees. I really am. I, you know, I've been over them for about two years. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it's the, the game we play, unfortunately. But you know, if we don't keep talking about it, how are things going to change? I, I don't know. Just like everything else in America, we keep talking about it and they still don't change. You know? <laughs> you know? It's just, so I take the I don't care route like I do about most things. Ah, refs. Um, my actual dislike. Uh, 
everything. Because <laughs> like I honestly can't find any real positive in this game except for maybe uh, who was it that started on, uh, in the wing? Alex Mule. Yeah, like maybe him. And don't get me wrong, like Sasha Kleshton was one of the best players on the field that day, but it, like no, he should be benched for Sean Davis. <laughs> internet, internet, internet. Uh, no, seriously, Kleshton was one of the best players on the field that day, but because nobody else is doing anything around to him, it looks like he's doing terrible. Yeah. It's not his fault if a, a pass doesn't connect because the player sucks and can't get there. Yeah, it's yeah. you know. Anyway, I, agree. I, I I just I I have nothing. I'm done with this. I. I, I Red Bull Man is canceled for the season. <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to say this, but I am actually pretty close to, to just writing the season off at this point. Like, uh, in general. I'm not guys, saying I'm gonna... You guys don't remember 1999? Just saying. Come on, how many times have I told my origin story on this podcast, huh? Like, right. just... I'm just saying. People know when I started when I started following the team. So yeah, me and Jay are spoiled with playoff teams. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans are. Um, and I'm kind of sad I wasn't on the show last week. I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to talk about two losses. Um, but it's funny the reaction from these people. Uh, the oh, Red Bull sucks. Oh, this and that. And I'm like, you guys don't remember that this team, as the Red Bulls, has again only missed the playoffs once, and that was in 2009. As a Red Bull entity, they've only missed it once. And we've had more success than failure in the regular season, so you know what? So, sometimes bad things happen to good teams. Yeah, it's, it's parody. And, and, you got to push know, through. That, that, that's the thing of parody. I mean, the Red Bulls can't stockpile great players. I mean, and every team is thin, and this team has been hit. With, I mean, it was, I forget who wrote it, but it was on Soccer by Eyes. Um, but, I mean, this team has been hit with a perfect storm. Uh, the defensive injuries have been catastrophic. Uh, Lloyd Sam got old. Mike Grella, seems to be, yeah, so Mike Grella seems to be a one-year wonder, and that sports is littered with one-year wonders. Um, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips, he's getting the shots. He's not. He, he got shots in this game. Yeah. He's, he's just not getting them on frame. Well, he's, some of them he's getting on frame, but they're right at the keeper. I mean, Bradley Ray Phillips seems to have completely forgotten to score, uh, how to score. And I, I mean, there's just, there's a perfect storm of issues that this team is suffering through that, um, that is causing this. I mean, the, the, the plus is, you know, the, the, the one plus that we can take away is that, you know, MLS, even in recent memory, is littered with teams that just came out of the gate awful. That eventually turned it around, and and the thing is, Red Bulls will get healthier. Verone will be back. Bob will be back. Paranel will be back. Um, you know, it, it's just it's a matter of when this team is at full strength. If these issues are still a problem, then you, then you're really worried. But I mean, that being said, it, it, there's there's really not much more room uh, for failure. Uh, even though I, I imagine we're still going to see some. I, I wrote it last year while the Red Bulls were in the middle of. Had, I think it was like right after they qualified for the playoffs, but they were still, we were unsure if they were going to win the Shield or not. I said that the playoffs in MLS just prove that you're not terrible. That in, order, that in order to make that, you just have to be not terrible throughout 34 games. So I just want to clarify, when I say that I'm like close to writing off the season, I doesn't mean that I don't expect them to make the playoffs because this is MLS, and they are only... Three points. Uh, three, they have only three points, but they're only three points off of. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're only three points off. Yeah. So, 
I expect them to make the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't expect them to go in the Open Cup. I don't expect them to go in CCL. I don't expect them to win MLS Cup at this point because, and I know they're not full strength, but the regular starters from last year haven't shown me that they have what they did last year. And that that needs to be proven before I will accept the fact that, or before I will say that I have actual expectations for this team. Honestly, I think as fans, if we're not saying that it's playoffs is a bare minimum every year, then we are oh, failing yeah. the team at this point. Because yeah. not only has that been kind of the set expectation because of, like Truman said, uh, missing only one year of playoffs on the Red Bull, but you have to really be god-awful for a long stretch of the year to not make the playoffs. Uh, Rada Bell Falco to the rescue in uh, July? Huh? Huh? Who's in? Get on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about anything we'd like about this game. Uh, true, uh, Pat, you're since Truman first. You get to go first this time. What did you like about this one? I mean, you said it, Alex Mule. I mean, he's really the only thing. I mean, you know, he... He, he showed in that horrible weather something that both uh, Lloyd Sam and Mike Grell have not this entire season, which is the confidence to take defenders on one-on-one. Um, you know, so I would love to see him trot it out there again on Sunday and in, uh, you know, better weather to see what he can do. Because, um, you know, that, that one-on-one wing play that was kind of a staple of what we did so well last year it just isn't there. Um, so I would definitely like to see him get the start over uh, Sam again just to see if, you know, that was just a one-game wonder or if he's got a little something in the tank that he can help this team. Can, can I make a suggestion for a possible formation that I think would actually kind of do really well? Mm-hmm. Four defenders, I don't – at this point, I can't even tell you who the four Roll the dice. <laughs> they will be. Seriously, <laughs> just just pick some, like, random number generator and put whoever you want anywhere because that's what it's at, <laughs> at this point. Is there a tarot reader in uh... – in uh, in Harrison, they can help us out with that. There's got to be right, or at least in Newark. Um, <laughs> Dax McCarty at defensive midfielder, and it, I, if one of you want to call us a four-one-two-one or a four, sorry, was it four-one-two-one-two or four-four-two? Dax McCarty right in front of that back line. Um, Felipe and Mule, Sasha Question as the attacking midfielder, and Abon and Wright Phillips up top. Why not, right? I, I think I think that that might actually because yeah, part of, one of the biggest problems this year is that the Red Bulls have been too compact at times, and I think that uh, Felipe I know is more centrally inclined, but I think he could actually do really well in a sort of not not like quasi wing kind of position, yeah. and just let Mule have like free reign over his side of the field. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I stand by my comments last week where I don't think formation is the issue. Uh, I think I think poor finishing is poor finishing. Oh no, I, I don't you think know. formation is actually the issue. But I'm just saying, like, just I, I, put just set up in a way where you have Mule and Felipe, and then Grella and Sam take a seat. And I, I, I think would, that that would help. I would say stick with the formation and just put Mule out right, and then maybe BWP out wide left, and uh, put a bong up top. You know. So we'll see. We'll see what Jesse does on Sunday, but I imagine it will not be the tried and true. Well, that was going to be kind of like uh, what my like was going to be was that I know he talks about, oh, this is all part of regular rotation, blah, 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 blah. But this was a – I think this was right. I think this was a major move. Like you finally saw Sam come out of that lineup because it's it's, it's enough already so far. It's really enough. There's just been no sign of breaking out or getting better. And 
I'm with you. Like, maybe we need to see, you know, even now they have the uh, full week off now, plus a day, maybe it's time to keep a couple of these changes. You know, and maybe it is time for Sam to just ride the pine for a little bit until he gets his act together. You know, at least he did. He tried something. He tried a couple different things. He's actually been trying a few different things the past couple games. Um, The spark, the spark offense. At least he didn't panic and pull Mule. I'll say that. Right, right. Because that's what he did against San Jose. He panicked. He pulled his guys. But at least with Mule, he left him on the field and let him get into the, the, the flow of the game. Well, Jesse isn't delirious, you know what I'm saying? He, he knows what he's doing. He has a plan. <laughs> um, my, like, I, I'm going to have to go with Mule. I, I, or, you know what? I'm going to change up, and we talked about already. We t- touched on it already. Sasha question has been probably the bright spot for me this, this whole year. He did have some problems in like the first two games, but he has been arguably the most consistent player on the field. Outside of Robles, who has been left out to dry more times than I don't know anybody else. <laughs> um, but Klesh, the only reason Kleshin doesn't look better than he does right now is because the players around him haven't performed to make his numbers look better. Right. Like, he like if honestly like he should have at least two or three more assists to his name this year, and he doesn't only because of finishing. No, Jay. Sean Davis will fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> the internet says so. Well, until Sean Davis can fix Bradley Phil's finishing, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, predictions. Uh, we all predicted losses. Uh, Truman was two nothing. Pat was one nothing. I was two one. So I get that. They get that right. Um, that makes Pat and I tied for first with six. Truman, you are in third with two points. Yeah, I had a bad week last week when I wasn't here. <laughs> That's all going to change. All right, so uh, is there anything else you guys want to discuss about this match? before? God, we no. I'm good. All right, so with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us from the mainland, Luis Hernandez. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome onto the show today a staff writer at the uh, SB Nation Orlando City blog, The Mainland, Luis Hernandez. Luis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, first thing I have to ask, you guys are in your second year. Uh, how does it feel to kind of, quote, arrive officially and, you know, actually have a second year in MLS? Oh, it's great. You know, I think that the big difference between the first year and the second year is just having a little extra depth. This season, I think that that makes the biggest difference in the results that we've had so far this year. And, and looking at the uh, the table, I guess the second year is not so bad early on. Um, I don't know. We're, we're so miserable right now. It's just killing us, so it's so hard <laughs> to get cheery for anybody else. Um, again, it's an early start, but how do you feel about this start so far? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, last year it took us... A really long time to get that first home win. We went on the road, and uh, it just—it took a long time for us to just kind of click and get together. So, uh, you know, being where we are above the red line like that, it's—it's it's good. You know, obviously. 
Who's been the biggest surprise on the team so far? Um, you know, you can say for various reasons, like uh, Nacharito has been uh, a disappointing surprise. You could say that uh, having Kevin Molino back and, uh, you know, getting on the on the roll is the biggest surprise. But honestly, the biggest surprise to me has been uh, Adrian Vinter. Um, he was acquired uh, midseason, took a while to kind of get into a rhythm, had a really good preseason where there was even debate, was he going to start, was he not going to start. And, uh, yeah, I think that he's been so far the biggest surprise. I guess when you knock in a couple early goals, everyone has to be surprised, right? Yeah, you know, it's like I, I think expectation was much higher for Kevin Molino, so he was kind of like an afterthought. And, uh, you know, he comes in and uh, basically puts in the most work and effort, you know, gets us that, that draw first match and, uh, you know, from there kind of endears himself to the fan base. So uh, in your last game, uh, there's something that nobody would have really picked up on, but Antonio, I, I can't tell me I'm saying the name wrong because I'm pretty sure I am. No Serino? Yeah, no Torino, something like that, yeah. Close enough. Um, he... He entered the field of play in celebration of a goal and was similarly suspended by MLS for entering the field of play. Um, and for fans that don't know, uh, DC United's coach Ben Olsen was also suspended for the same thing when all he did was clear a ball out of play for the safety of the players. <laughs> um, but what does the loss of uh, Antonio mean for you guys this week? Honestly, I think this is actually a, a hidden blessing, in my opinion. Um, I think that uh, he hasn't been playing very well. There was a lot of hype uh, when he joined the team. It was a lot of, you know, shenanigans with the whole tampering. Was it not tampering? We gave uh, DC United some uh, some some money, you know, the, the TAM, you know, the allocated money. And, uh, and when he got here, I think the expectation was that he was going to, uh, you know, it, he was going to be almost like the savior of the midfield, kind of, and uh, it's been the opposite. He's played horrible. He's looked bad every game, and uh, he's turned the ball over. Um, so he was starting to really get questioned a lot. So being able to have him uh, suspended, miss a game, could probably actually help us more than hurt us. Have you guys as fans getting tired of uh, Collins' shenanigans yet? <laughs> well, you know, he hasn't really seen the, the, the pitch all that much, so uh, I think that there was a certain outcry when he wasn't starting, and then we uh, had some injuries on the back line where he did start, and all, and then he, people realized, yeah, I guess now we know why. <laughs> so. See, he's worn on you. Yeah. That being said, can you give us to give him to us for the cheap? Because we kind of don't have any center backs right now. Well, you know, probably after we finish playing you these uh, next, uh, you know, two two matches in three weeks, right? Is that what it's going to yep. be? Talk like that. Yeah. So um, the other thing is, uh, during the off season, he um, he turned in his his green card, so now he counts as an international. So you might want to think about that international spot. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't want anybody in this co- in this team who don't like America. <laughs> well, I don't blame him for turning in his 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 green card. Basically, his wife was out of the country, and there was a lot of 
more red tape at, with him having a green card. Had he since he turned it in and uh, was considered a, a, a international, the visa process was a lot easier. So she's in the country now. So go figure. I guess that's a good reason to give up a green card. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> Women. <sighs> no, I don't blame him. <laughs> how's the How's the feeling on Kaká so far? He's um he's got a couple goals, I think. Couple goals, couple assists. Right. Uh, what have you seen out of him so far? Uh, do you see him lasting? You know, another full season? Is he going to slow down a little bit? What are your opinions on him? Um, well, obviously, he didn't start the season. He missed a, a, a few games, and uh, when he came back against Portland, it really showed how much we missed him. Um, I think that the biggest the biggest key from having him back is in set pieces. You know, he will take the free kicks, and he'll take the corners, and his delivery is probably the best on the team. So he's able to have that pinpoint precision in those areas. In addition to taking up, you know, a little extra space on the pitch, you know, if, if you're going to give him that space, he's able to make those runs where, uh, you know, if you cover him with, with an extra guy, then he can make that extra pass to the person that's open. So, yeah, it's I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> Do you – I mean, the team's off to a decent start, like we said before – do you see any moves coming up? Do you think Orlando would kind of reach out to maybe find another designated player, um, something that maybe spark the offense, something to just bring more fans in because they're not getting enough so far? You know, they're certainly, uh, you know, really crashing in attendance there. Uh, do, you, do you see this team making any kind of move? Um, you know, I, I honestly don't think that they're going to be looking for anything specific. Obviously, with the team, they keep adding – uh, you know, Kaká's best friends that he used to play with, <laughs> with uh, bringing in Batista. So I think if they bring somebody else in, ideally maybe someone for the back line, but I don't know. We don't have uh, we don't have any, any initial spots left, and we all we have all uh, designated players already. Uh, so I don't really know. <laughs> We'd, we'd bring a, a big splash to the team mid-season with a window. Hmm. Trying to think if we can, if I can invent any good uh, splash for for Orlando. You guys already have a lion mascot, a unicorn in the stands, and Kaka in the field. I got nothing. I don't know. What else yeah. could you bring onto that team? Yeah. And a Canadian who can actually score goals. Not many. Not many of those. So. Uh, let's let's transition a little bit. I mean, the, the Orlando Pride start their uh, opening season uh, with NWSL this uh, this year, um, especially with women's soccer being in the news right now with pay, um, you know, pay difference. What's the atmosphere surrounding the Orlando Pride? Is there as much excitement surrounding them as there was Orlando City's FC's uh, inaugural season? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh we're trying to break the attendance record for the league uh, this this weekend. They're having their first home match, and uh, the club has put out the hashtag filled with pride to uh, get the Citrus Bowl packed. Um, you know, you have Alex Morgan on the team. You you know, you have uh, quite a bit of, of press going on, so a lot of the uh, – 
you know, sales have been, you know, buy a Pride ticket, get an Orlando City ticket for, you know, uh, a couple of games kind of thing. So the team is the team is looking good, and uh, the city is very excited about about the Pride. So you know, it's looking good. Probably not going to beat Sky Blue. Just throwing it out there. Probably not. (laughs) Well, I actually spend a lot of time covering the the women's game in town, so uh, we'll see. (laughs) Ooh. Uh. Kind of, fighting kind, words. Kind, kind of fighting words. Just saying, Sky Blue already whomped up on uh, Seattle to start the season, you know. That's true. That is Just true. saying. You know, the funny thing is, too, on the on the women's national team side, when uh, Jill Ellis said that uh, the play of the, the club play is going to matter to her, all three of the, the goalkeepers for the national team ended up losing. And, uh, you know, they all looked. They all didn't look great. I think Hope Solo looked the worst. But are, are they going to play all their games in the Citrus Bowl? This year they're playing all their games in their Citrus Bowl, and then when this new season starts next year, we'll all be in the new stadium. Okay. It's it's just, you know, curious. I, I would love for the Red Bulls to do that, but the Red Bulls don't own Sky Blue. I think that's a huge difference as to um, uh, you guys and Portland – and Seattle and Kansas Seattle. City and Houston. Well, Houston, yeah. not Kansas City. It's, just, it's the oh. the three MLS clubs that are, that have a, a women's side, you know, in the league are Portland, Houston, and us. But I think that once once the the money numbers come out for Orlando, I think more teams will go. Hey, you know what? Maybe a women's side is not that bad of an idea. You know, I think that because they're so popular. Uh, you know, after the opening game, everything else that they're going to make after that is going to be profit. You know, the team's not announcing numbers, but with such a low salary cap and, you know, they have all kinds of merchandise and, and everything going. So I think it's a no-brainer. Well, here's a st- – I mean, not to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, um, and certainly you guys don't have this issue because both teams will be playing in the same stadium, so you're not going to have any scheduling conflicts. You have Sky Blue playing their home opener this weekend at 6 o'clock. An hour and a half later, the Red Bulls kick off against Orlando. That, it really bugs living hell in me because you could have had the Sky Blue game earlier and you could have made both. Well, it's not I th- hard of a trip. I think, I think the league, the NWSL, it, it, because we're affiliated with an MLS club, they take that into consideration. And so because Sky Blue is really not affiliated with anybody, they're not going to look at that schedule like that, even though the fan base is, is right there the same. So Right, and I, and I know uh, it's actually, I think, Rutgers, um, it's them controlling that schedule. That's the big problem because I guess they have to play when they're allowed to play. Although what else is going on at that field right now, I don't know on a weekend. And, and I'll uh, tell it's, you me, it's just me being mad, really. I'll tell you one thing, though. If I was going to look at Sky Blue because it's from that area, like I, I have a feeling that, and I hate to say this, but, um, you know, NYCFC would probably be the, the entity that kind of tries to absorb or buy into Sky Blue just because they have the money. And, and they had the success in Australia this year, you know, with uh, Melbourne City on the women's side. They just, they just you know... Wrote a blank check and won the championship down there. So, but I'll tell you what, there there would be no 
where to play. You think uh, NYCFC have problems playing at Yankee Stadium. Could you imagine them saying, well, don't worry, we're just going to have another team play around here. I mean, <laughs> they'd be playing at Columbia, I, I would assume. Yeah, I, I don't even know. So those guys, I, I laugh when I think about their stadium and, and where they're going to be playing in, like, you know, three or four years. They'll probably still be playing in Yankee Stadium. So. Of course they were. And, and won't that make you feel good as an Orlando fan that – when Orlando uh, was announced to come in the league, the whole thing was we're going to play at the Citrus Bowl for a little couple years, but we have a stadium plan in place. We're going to play in this brand-new stadium. And, oh, yeah, NYCFC is coming in the same year uh, with no plan in place, none, and really none that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. Orlando, you know, the ownership did what MLS told them to. Yeah, M- MLS is going to MLS. Just, just, just looking <laughs> at Miami – you know, I personally don't get a good feeling about Miami at all, but you know, let's let's skip uh, Sacramento and and let's you know ignore those guys and let's just put a stadium in Miami because that worked out really well the first time. Oh yeah, they did great. Yeah. Oh yeah. So speaking of the stadium, uh, for those fans who are not familiar, uh, you did mention that uh, the new stadium for Orlando is going to open uh, for next year. What is what? What kind of like general details can you give our listeners so they understand? You know, like because I think I think that there's gonna be like a downgraded number of seats. There's gonna be some, a couple different features you guys don't have at the Orange Bowl. So what can fans who would like to travel down to Orlando? What can they expect? All right, so um, they're building the stadium, and it's it's kind of they're taking ideas a little bit from like uh, Portland Stadium and some of the stadiums in uh, EPL. So, uh, like, the pitch is going to be sunk down below ground a little bit. Um, it's going to sit, I think, 22,500 owned, owned by the club. They're making a big deal about uh, in the supporter section, it's going to be just standing room only, the standing railing that, they're, that they have uh, uh, in Europe. Um, let me think, what else have they hyped up? Oh, they're gonna. There's, it's gonna be the the design is gonna have the the kind of like a, a roof. All the seating is gonna be kind of have a little a little roof to to kind of contain the sound and bounce it back down to the pitch. Uh, but they're 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 saying it's gonna be state of the art. You're gonna have like Wi-Fi there so that like you can order from your seats and someone can can bring you your beer, you know, that you've ordered and stuff. So. You know, we'll see. Everything is, you know, when you're building something, you promise, you promise the world, and what you end up getting sometimes isn't always what you were promised. But hey, it's looking good. You know, the the Wi-Fi thing, it sounds great until you get twenty thousand people in a stadium, and then you can't get anything with that Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you know from experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I totally the Wi-Fi thing is definitely one of those. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> All right, so why don't we talk about the upcoming game, right? We've wasted enough time. We've got a big game. Uh, the Red Bulls are absolutely desperate for a win, not a result, a win. They played a, uh, in a garbage atmosphere last weekend, uh, which I already rambled about earlier. I mean, this team is on the ropes. I know, again, it's early in the season, but now it's getting a little scary. And last time Orlando uh, went to Red Bull Arena, they pretty much kicked the living shit out of them. So what do you expect to see this weekend? Well, I'm hoping more of the same. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Aaron's on my fantasy team. I'm kind of <laughs> hoping for a, 
for uh, you know, I, I honestly, like I said, uh, Nocerino is being suspended. Probably the best thing to happen to Orlando City. I think that uh, you know the team announced today some uh, some some moves. Uh, since we have OCB here, what ends up happening is they they send they'll announce like oh we're gonna send these guys down to OCB and so they, the announcements that they've made kind of gives you the idea that you know uh, Hagita is gonna be healthy. He's missed he's missed uh, due to injury the last couple of games, so I think that we're going to have Seren and Higita back in the midfield uh, healthy. Um, Kyle Laren's going to should be back healthy. Uh, Kakao will be healthy. And so we're looking good on the uh, on that front. Um, we had uh, Rafael Ramos miss last week, which was kind of like, I hate to say it, but I was kind of happy by that because he had been making a lot of mistakes. He was the guy... That uh, that basically gave uh, the union that that goal at the very beginning of the match, uh, and so he's been playing horrible. And and uh, you know we have Alston now that's in there, and you know he he didn't look worse, so uh, <laughs> they'll probably keep him there. Uh, Brexhay will be on the on the left side, so everybody seems to be as healthy as we're gonna get. And uh, I'm hoping that. Uh, you know, that we do kind of like the same thing that we did to you guys last time. You know, usually I ask a lot of our guests, uh, who's the one Red Bull player you think you need to shut down? But listen, Red Bulls are playing well. So who do the Red Bulls have to shut down in order to try to win this game? Uh, to win the game, I'll, I definitely think that you guys are going to have to, uh, you know, take care of Kaka. I think that uh, he'll be able to play as a playmaker you know, not and distribute in a way that uh, we haven't been able to do that this season. And uh, you know, obviously Kyle Laren was giving you problems before, so you might want to keep an eye on that guy. No, everyone's been giving us problems. So uh, before we let you go, uh, we always ask for a match prediction. So what do you think the scoreline is going to be come uh, ten o'clock on Sunday night? Uh, you know, I. I actually am a little nervous of this match just because I, I don't want to underestimate the Red Bulls. You guys have a lot of talent, and I feel that Orlando type, you know, they generally play to the level of the opponent. And so take that for what you what you will. Um, I think Orlando City will win because you guys are struggling, but I think it'll be kind of close and it'll be something like, you know, 2-1. I try to disagree, but I just, I don't know. I can't. I'm, just, I'm so mad. All I know is that second goal will probably come with the death. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think the, I think it'll be a close match. I think it'll be one of those things where uh, you guys are playing with your backs against the wall, and uh, you, you guys will press us. We'll make some kind of mistake, and you guys will probably score early. We'll try to, try to you know, make up for that, get one you know, probably at right before halftime, so we go in tied, and then from there it's just going to be uh, trying to go for that 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 game winner. Mm. All right, so uh, Luis, before we let you go, uh, of course we got to give you a chance to promote yourself. So where can our listeners find you online? Well, obviously you can find what my work at over at the mainland and uh, on Twitter. I'm at radioactive clown, no e. <laughs> so. 
and that's about it. If you guys want to catch rambling about, you know, soccer and space and just geeky stuff like that. Nice. So we had, uh, what was it? Uh, I think Kevin Mercer was your historian, and now we got you for the space stuff. So Mainland's cool. almost set on uh, personalities, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're full of it. Personality. <laughs> All right, Louise, uh, thank you for taking time to come on the show. Uh, we'll be with back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank uh, Luis for coming on the show. You can read his stuff at themainland.com and, as he said, on Twitter at RadioactiveClown without an E. Very specific, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Red Bulls host on Sunday night, April 24th at 7.30 p.m., uh, Orlando City Soccer Club for the first meeting of the year. That game we broadcast on Fox Sports 1. I think I've heard – I think I've seen some tweets on about starting broadcast at 7.48 for some reason, but I don't know. Most likely the game will start at 8 o'clock because, fuck, you know, starting at the time that you actually announced the game is starting. Um, so predictions for this one. Pat, you go first. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, oh I mean, you know, our guest gives a litany of reasons to not have any hope. Um, you know, two of them being Kaka and Kyle Laren. Um, you know, so they, there's certainly plenty um, going against the rebels in this case. Um, my, my only hope really here is that, you know, Jesse Marsh tinkers a little, uh, switches some guys around. I mean, like I think, uh, again, I, like we I mentioned the first, I mean, like I'd like to see a little bit more Alex Mule. I'd almost like to see either Zubar or we met head to the bench, put Lamar, uh, Kamar Lawrence in uh, – in central defense and put laid back out left back because I think I think Kamar Lawrence is a better central center back than either Zubar or we met. Um, so just you know, I say flip a coin as to which one of those two you think is worse. Um, you know, so but they got to win sometime, right? You know, <laughs> you they, they, they got to turn it around at some point, right? Um, I don't. I'm gonna go against my gut. Because my gut is saying loss, 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 loss. But I am actually going to go. I think this is the week that, you know, they finally connect, uh, that all the work that they've been doing to get to the goal pays off. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a 2-1 shocker for the Red Bulls win. I'm with you. Like you said, there is absolutely no logical reason why this team should win right now with the injuries, which is the way it's been playing. But I think during the week, I think Jesse Marsh sat the guys down and he said, we got to stop messing around, you know, and let's work. I think that's what he said. And then I think he's going to get in his little red Corvette on Sunday, drive to the game, and for some reason this team is going to somehow win. And I have no idea how it's going to happen. I think it's going to be one nothing. I think we're all going to be biting our nails the entire time. And the goal will not come from anyone to be expected to score including Zubar, you know, high-scoring uh, goal man, Ronald Zubar. Why not? Let's, let's, let's feel happy again. Let's, we need something to feel good about. It's been, I mean, China passed away last night. Prince died today. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Doris Roberts died. Balls Mahoney died last week. What is going on here? The Red Bulls are losing. We're in a living hell, everybody. We need something to feel good. David Bowie. Might, might as well throw that in there, too. Uh, that was a while ago. But sure, we'll throw David Bowie in there. What the hell? Uh, it, it's time to feel good again. Sunday night on national TV. Why the hell not? Red Bulls win one nothing. I am predicting that the Red Bulls lost total after this game is going to be seven. Oh, boy. Because, uh. honestly, until they win, I, don't, I can't trust anything that they're going to do. So I am going with a 3-2 loss. Oof. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be 2-2 and then like uh, our, I think Pat might have mentioned it during the, the guest segment where it's like it, the last goal will come like right at the end of time when it looks like the Red Bulls are about to pull out a draw but unfortunately give up that, that crucial goal and just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, yeah, it, it's sadness. I mean, you're speaking logically. We're just, I, I mean, I, as you can see with my two points for our predictions, I'm clearly not going with any kind of logic whatsoever. No, I, I know. I, I mean, it, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like this team is too good to be this bad forever. I'm not saying they're going to make a charge to the, the, the second or first spot in the East, but they're they're too good to be this bad, you know? It's gotta at least turn around from awful to mediocre at some point, and and I think that with a home game, this is the way to go. I mean, let, let's not forget they they haven't been home very much this season, and you know it, it's yeah. So so it's they, they played a number of road games. Uh, last week was a a trip from hell. That even on even on a good season, they would have been lucky to come away with any points. So yeah, I mean you're talking about they have played. In tough places. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. played a b- against a bunch of Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. So if you spread these losses throughout this season, it wouldn't look as bad. It's just, unfortunately, they're all coming at once. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the Toronto game is probably still the the worst loss, the yeah. one that they, you know, the home opener, you think they should have won. Uh, but when you look at traveling to Montreal, you know, you look at traveling to San Jose and Colorado in the matter of less, you know, just a few days, yeah. three games in a week, it's it's brutal. And so that's, I mean, we're, if you want to try to put a positive spin on it, here they are with a week off and coming home. Yep, yep. And they, they are desperate for a win. They need the win. They need to start uh, getting confidence in themselves. God, BWP needs confidence. Oh, man, put something in the net, dude. It's yeah. unreal. I mean, Red Bulls, why do you want to treat me so bad? That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, I, I, I want to get off of this losing mentality as much as the next person, but I until the Red Bulls can show me that they're going to be the hot thing in MLS, I just can't get, I, I just can't get away from it. Those Red Bulls, they're so hot right now. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's how you talk about losing, but um, I just I, I, I can't get away. I can't honestly pick a win for this team until you show me that they can do it. And I hate to say it, but the 4-2 loss, or 4-2 win versus Houston right now is just uh, is the exception that proves the rule at this point. Because it's just like, that was such a fluky win and the way some of these goal, some of those goals came about. Like, Mike Grello's goal where he blocked the ball, like, 99% of the time it doesn't happen. Hey, never never knocked the face goal. The face goal was last year, so... Well, that was a face goal. Didn't he 
Yeah, whatever. He wasn't intentionally blocking it. Not like Rella was. All right, so let's move on from that um, to the dumping ground. Do either of you have anything you want to discuss? I went to the Red Bull 2 game. That was a disappointment because I drove all the way there um, to watch no no goals go in. Ooh. Um, But at least it was fun. It was a nice, super warm, sunny day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, man. I came to see Derek Etienne and, uh, he gave me nothing, man. He gave me nothing. Actually, the best part was I don't remember the Red Bull, uh, guy, number 77. He gets hit. He screams in pain, flies in the air, lands on the ground. Uh, the play keeps going. The ball comes in. He springs up and kicks the ball forward. Uh, shocker. And then went like four feet and then, and then crumpled down <laughs> to the ground again. So that was pretty funny. Uh, so that was a good time. I love going to Red Bull two games. Even though they don't score, you still get to pay 10 bucks and say whatever the hell you want. So we sat right in the front row, uh, staring at uh, Dan Fierenstein all the way across the other side of the stadium, waving to him the whole time. So, okay, Dan. Uh, real quick, you just reminded me. Was it Zubar that went down for a moment in the Colorado game? I don't remember. Maybe. There, there was some what player I- that, like, on the second uh, goal? Yeah, Jermaine Jones, like, raked his leg with his cle- with the studs, which should have gotten called, by the way, because Felipe, you know, his foot went over the ball. And that That's was the ref's fault, I tell ya. But no. The but, then, but he goes down, and he's in the middle of the goddamn play, and they don't stop anything. It's like, it's one thing if he would have just, he went down and the ball was, like, 15 yards away. He was right next to where the play was. Okay. Okay. It's weird. It's like that hasn't happened before. Okay. Purple's just so. Okay. <laughs> the Rebels just suck. It's, it's, it's called safe, player safety. Isn't that supposed to be uh, a thing? Yeah, but yeah, I think he got right back up after the play, too. So Yeah, after like another five, uh, not five minutes, but like it wasn't immediately after the play was over. It's it's it's, it's called. Anyway. It's, uh, yeah, anyway. Anything else for dumping ground? I got nothing. Uh, I'm going to mention it again. Sky Blue with that big uh, on-the-road win to start the season. So that's nice. Nice start. And you guys don't want to talk about that Liverpool four nothing trouncing, so yeah, well, I didn't even watch that. So and I didn't get to brag about that Liverpool amazing comeback last week, so I'm going to brag about that now too. So uh, yeah, yeah. Eh, if it ain't American, I could care less. He's got something to watch. Yeah. So is that it? We're good. Uh, one more thing, Prince uh, was awesome. Yeah, he was. It's going to be missed. The guy was. Not only, like, you know, if you want to call him icon legend, that dude did whatever the fuck he wanted to when it came to music. He didn't need anyone to write his own music. He had assless pants when he performed sometimes. I mean, that guy just did not care. Did not care. And I think that's what makes him so awesome. Just like David Bowie was another one who just did not give a shit and did what he wants. And uh, that's why everyone's going to miss Prince. Oh, yeah. Dude was awesome. He definitely had one of the better uh, Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. Uh, oh, my God, hands down. And the guy called himself a symbol for a short time. It's true. He was Who could get away with that? Who? And when he beat you in basketball, he'd make you pancakes. That's right. He, he really did leave a delirious pop life, I'll tell you. He did, man. That man was a grand slam. That's all I'm saying. Show you pancakes, bitches. Um, so I think the only thing we have left is Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. Oh God! Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think this one through so much. Um, but for shits and giggles, I'm going to give it to Everton. <laughs> no, I'm going to give it to Mother Nature uh, last week. 
for just ruining a complete game. That's my terrible team. Uh, just, just Mother Nature being a real bitch and fucking up a game. You bitch. suck. You suck. Especially, I think they said this weekend in Colorado is going to be like 70-something degrees. You hear that, Mother Nature? This week, Truman's going to get all the aerosol cans and just start spraying. I am. I am. Make that I'm, hole in the ozone layer huge. I'm going to get an 82 Toyota Corolla with no muffler and just drive around nonstop. Fuck you, Mother Nature! I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, there's crazy weather up in the mountains there. they got got to fix that. <laughs> Cut those things down. Cut those dumb mountains down. Yeah. Unnecessary. That's true. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at oncemetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, support us by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant. Throwing a few bucks our way. Red bull rant at gmail.com if you want to email us. 973-348-5329, which, by the way, Tommy from Bayonne. Tommy! How's your mo- what happened to your mother? Is your mother all right? Something wrong, Tommy? We, we, I wanted to know what happened at the bingo tournament. You didn't yeah. play. Was this because Truman wasn't on the show last week? Is that why I didn't call in? I think he's mad, yeah. I, I, think, I think we need to put out an APB for Tommy and his mother. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACD82 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. Um, Stitcher, by the way, I double-checked. We are on there. It hasn't changed. It's, we're there. We just have two shows on there. One is called Red Bull Rant Podcast Audio, which is the old feed, and one is just Red Bull Rant. That is the current feed. So if you want to listen to Stitcher, go listen to that one. And as of this week, if you have the Google Play Music app, you can now listen to our show through that. Hmm. Yeah, Google's soon. taking over everything. As soon as they opened up podcasts, we were in there. Boom. All right. Boom. 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 So, any last words before we get out of here? Oh, God, Red Bulls. Please. Please, man. Win. I, I don't even know how at this point. Just just win. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, magic. Just, just get into magic and win. Magic. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 180 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Kiss! Nice.